This video is brought to you by Blessed Be God Boutique, maker of Catholic fashionable apparel, handmade accessories, and more. Many lay Catholics have admitted that the Synod is confusing in some way or another. One of the reasons we've admitted this is that the people running the Synod talk about the happenings in there in a way that makes it obvious that they're basing every decision they're going to make on emotion and the perceived needs of people who refuse to give up their sins and still want the church to bless what they're doing. Doctrine and dogma seem to not be of concern at the Synod, nor is the integrity of doctrine or dogma. Hence, why we've started calling the thing the Synod of Sin. It may seem odd that people reporting on the Synod are constantly confused by things going on there, but we're not the only ones. Cardinal Zen admits that he's confused about the whole thing, but as we'll see in this deep dive into his thoughts on the Synod, Cardinal Zen's not actually confused about it at all. For someone who has said that he's not a theologian, Cardinal Zen understands the Synod of Sin better than most people. His insights are well worth looking into as he quite frankly shreds the logic of the Synod and does so in his typical, calm, very charitable way. He goes on to expose it for the diabolical farce that it is. So let's get into this. Headline from the Catholic Herald. Confused and confusing, Cardinal Zen talks to the Herald about the ongoing synod and his concerns. Cardinal Zen is 90 years old and could choose to just quietly walk away from the whole mess and enjoy whatever passes for a retirement when you're a Cardinal Archbishop of the Catholic Church, especially in the country that he is one in. Exercising his teaching office by warning the lady about the negative effect of the so-called synod of synodality and its effects on the faith is what it looks like he's using his retirement for. He is not, Cardinal Zen is not a traditionalist, though. He's merely conservative. He's not by any stretch of the imagination a trad, and he's admitted that he's not even a theologian. In a lot of ways, Cardinal Zen is actually the voice of the everyday sensible Catholic in the present crisis. That's worth remembering as we dive into what he has to say here which is that he finds the whole synod a confusing mess. So, from the article, quote, Cardinal Joseph Zen Zikun, the former bishop of Hong Kong, has become seen in recent years as something of a confessor, one who has suffered but not yet died for the faith. Now he has felt forced to speak out in defense of the faith in the face of the synod on synodality. He joined four other cardinals in signing two sets of dubia that were sent to Pope Francis, seeking clarification on points of doctrine ahead of the meeting. Although a standard practice for gaining doctrinal clarity, under this papacy, the dubia have been widely read as questioning the orthodoxy of the Pope rather than the nature of orthodoxy. In response to these issues, Cardinal Zen generously agreed to answer several questions for the Catholic Herald. Asked about his views on the synod now underway, the Cardinal lamented, we don't have much news, and recalled several, quote, problems of procedure, which he raised in his recent letter to cardinals and bishops, participating in the October Synod Assembly, including the continued reference to, quote, conversation in the spirit, as if it were some, quote, magical formula. Quote, perhaps a cup of coffee or small glass of something spiritual and some cookies might help even more the, quote, conversation in the spirit at the small group roundtables. Cardinal Zen quipped, His eminence sees the constitution and the procedure of the synod as reflective of a confused and confusing set of misunderstandings of the nature of the episcopate and the church herself. Quote, The bishops taking part in the synod represent only 10% of the world episcopate. How can such a small proportion achieve the original purpose 
of the synod. As Pope Paul VI established it, there is as a means of facilitating Episcopal collegiality. End quote. We'll stop there for a second. For all the talk of listening and discernment and going to the peripheries and all that other silliness, the synod represents sort of elitist moment in the church. They call it, they have hinted they think it's a democratic moment, but it's actually elitist. Only select few cardinals have been invited, and aside from Cardinal Mueller, seemingly none represent the voice of relative orthodoxy, and some would dispute that Cardinal Mueller represents orthodoxy either. But this isn't about orthodoxy, and they've admitted as much. The representation issue Cardinal Zen speaks about is as much a question of transparency as it is about orthodoxy, an actual representation of diverse ideas. Case in point. Cardinal Fernandez, Francis's new doctrine chief who writes books containing inappropriate poetry aimed at minors, and worse by his own admission, he has admitted that he's written worse that nobody knows about, he was just elected to the Synod's Information Commission. That commission is tasked with talking to the media. In other words, it's the Synodal Church's Ministry of Propaganda. The Information Commission is the only source for officially sanctioned information from the happenings at the Synod. If you hadn't heard, they don't do a good job of keeping a lid on things either, since apparently they were the ones responsible for keeping all of their synodal documents on unsecured websites and servers that apparently anyone could access without even a password if they simply had the web address. If you've got that web address, send it to me. I'd be very curious. When that news broke, it caused a controversy, though. Honestly, I don't know why it would cause such a controversy when you have nuns running around claiming that St. Paul attended worship services run by and for women, and that he thought it was a good thing when it's clear from Scripture itself that St. Paul was actually trying to pull people out of the spiritual darkness of pagan idolatry. And when it's done saying that who are participating in the synod, there's a problem. But let's get back to Cardinal Zen, who had some choice words to say on the subject of what the people running the synod keep calling a discernment in the spirit. I'd say I don't know what that means, but I, I do actually know what it means. It means letting your feelings guide things, then assume that your feelings are the impulses of the Holy Ghost. It's a Protestant idea, it's not a Catholic one, and it comes from their charismatic movement. And moreover, it's condemned by the Church. I'll get to that in a moment. Here's Cardinal Zen laying this out in a way that any typical Catholic can relate to. Quote, Cardinal Zen criticized the Synod Secretariat's endeavor to make personal experience the starting and reference point of the conversations in the spirit rather than divine revelation, as well as an apparent suspension of the bishop's teaching office during the October assembly. The 91-year-old cardinal said wryly, quote, please find somebody to explain in a way that we poor mortals may understand. What does it mean, quote, to discuss not ideas but experiences? So the long tradition of see and judge should be changed to see and do not judge. But Jesus told the apostles to teach. The cardinal continued, quote, If discernment is meant to help the Pope and the bishops to teach, and the teaching is surely done through ideas, shouldn't the conversations in the Spirit necessarily bring us back to Jesus himself? Who said that the Spirit will, quote, take, form what he has, take from what he has taught to the apostles. The animators of the synod seem to reduce the word of God to the feeling of the people by which they mean all the baptized, even those who left the church long ago, and refer to the magisterium, not of the past 20 centuries, not of the many recent popes, but only of the reigning pontiff. Cardinal Zen ob Zen's observations strikingly resemble the contrast made 
by Pius X between the modernist and the Catholic conceptions of faith itself. Quoting St. Pius X here, Faith is not a blind sentiment of religion welling up from the depths of the subconscious under the impulse of the heart and the motion of a well-trained morality, but faith is a genuine assent of the intellect to truth received by hearing from an external source. By this assent, because of the authority of the supremely truthful God, we believe to be true that which has been revealed and attested to by a personal God, our Creator and Lord. End quote. So what Cardinal Zen is referring to here, and what that author is referring to when they invoke Pope St. Pius X, is that sainted pontiff's encyclical, Bishendi Dominici Gregis, which I've started an examination of for my educational videos that I run on Saturday mornings. The intention is to go over small portions of that large and complex document once or twice a month, so that the key ideas are understood in a way that is suitable to most people. In Pascendi, St. Pius X condemns the idea that he calls vital imminence, which is this idea that religion is a feeling or a sentiment. Reducing it to emotion does a number of things, including reducing religion to essentially a relativistic thing. It's, re it's, really a, it's literally a form of relativism. It's literally religious indifferentism. The modernists even tell us that not only are personal religious experiences essentially relativistic and emotional things, they tell us that all of the history of the church can be understood in that way. Hence, why they dismiss or even rewrite St. Paul to turn him into a champion for their cause when it's clear from the scriptures that he would be opposed to their entire program. They literally violate the things that St. Paul warns against all the time. If you didn't watch my video on a Pascendi from this weekend, make sure to check it out. It may help make sense out of the madness we're seeing in the synod being led by people who assure us that this is all a good thing for the church. When in reality, they are the manifestation of every warning a saintly pontiff gave to the church over 100 years ago. Cardinal Zen finishes the interview by asking a question about what comes next for the dubia that he, along with Cardinal Burke and a few others, submitted to Francis that dominated the new cycle ahead of the synod a couple of weeks ago. You won't be surprised by this, but he's not sure what comes next. Quote, Asked what the next steps should be regarding the dubia, Cardinal Zen said, quote, You cannot force the Pope to answer, but at least I have just tried to explain to the faithful why we found the, that the responses to the original dubia have not dispelled our concerns. He was referring to a statement posted on his blog on the 12th of October, in which he criticized various points of imprecision in Pope Francis's response to the first dubia, and notably called the Holy Father's guidance on the James Martin blessings as pastorally untenable, end quote. And when he's saying unanswered, he's referring to the follow-up dubia, and Vatican never did answer that. And truly, I do expect very little to come from the dubia. Nothing came from the original dubia Cardinal Burke was part of, and little will come from this one either. The main purpose of the dubia in either case was to get into the public record the questions raised about the issues at hand and to get Francis on the record with his answers. This time he was happy to tell everyone that he was okay with blessing James Martin Parings. That is in the record and that is significant. And perhaps for now, that's all that's needed, since it will take a future pope or future council to correct this mess anyway. But I have to ask, what do you think? Are you surprised that Cardinal Zen isn't exactly sure what the Synod is about? Are you surprised that he openly and bluntly rejects the notion that the doctrine of the faith doesn't actually matter all that much as long as the Holy Ghost is inspiring things? Are you, like me, thinking that the claim that the Holy Ghost is inspiring things so doctrine doesn't matter is the tacit admission 
by the synodalists that the church is prepared to change doctrine and maybe dogma in significant ways if they feel so led by what they think is the Holy Spirit. Let me know in the comments, please. And hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.